let's uh, let's pray, and then we're going to uh, do something a little bit different. I'm going um, I'm I'm getting stretched this morning myself, so um, <laughs> we'll we'll dive in. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for um, being such a good, wonderful, loving God who who cares for us and who um, you, you cared enough to give everything. You didn't spare anything for us. Lord, I pray that we'll do the same for you and not hold anything back. Lord, as as we open your word together today, speak to us, change us, minister to us. Lord, you know the hearts of every person that's that's here and listening or even listening days, months, weeks down the line. Lord, uh, minister to each person this morning in in whatever way they need to be touched. Lord, bring us down the line closer to you, closer to being like you. Pray that you'll give me the right words this morning, whether I have, if it's something that I've, I've studied, great. If it's something that you need to speak out that I haven't even looked at, Lord, then go, you know, feel free. And if there's anything that I shouldn't say, close my mouth or let it fall flat on the floor before it ever reaches any any ears for your glory amen, amen. all right um, first of all housekeeping I want to have this I want to have this so people can see it and so it hopefully can be seen a little bit on the camera so are you guys on this side are you good can you see are you all right Joe, can can you see over there? Is that okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. So we talked about Pentecost last week, Acts chapter two, and we looked at a lot of what happened. In the Old Testament, in the the references going back to the Old Testament in Acts two, we're going to look at some more of that today. So I'm not even going to. If you want to go to Acts two, feel free. We're going to be there in a minute, starting in about verse thirty six. It'll be after uh, after Peter's message, after his sermon, and what happened then. But first, we're having a little. Should I say a quiz? No, you're going to help me out, right? I want to know, and let's see if we can let's see if we can name everything that happened. Um, what happened when the people of Israel went with Moses and they got to Mount Sinai? So remember, they've come out of Egypt. Um, they've crossed the Red Sea, right? They trek over to this mountain. And then what happens? So I need your help. If you are online, feel free to jump in as well. I know some... Acts what? It'll be Acts 2, but we're going to talk about Mount Sinai first. And that's starting in Exodus, uh, about Exodus 19. Okay? So what happens when, when the people of Israel... With Moses, they get to Mount Sinai, and then what do they find? Just jump in. Jesus. Not Jesus yet. No, no. Moses goes up Mount Sinai. Okay, Moses goes up Mount Sinai. Yeah. All right. All right, there's actually something that happens before that. Right, they're told not to go up. Why, why are they told not to go up? Okay, God's uh, God's 
on the mountain. Okay? What else? Come on. If you you can use your Bibles, come on. You can do it. If you wanna if you wanna some of you all are getting your phone out and going, okay. Ten Commandments, right? When do the Ten Commandments come? Does anybody remember? They're at Mount Sinai. So let's do let's do this. Um, let me, there's a, one of these. Okay. Okay. We got ten. Right. Not, not burning bush. Okay. It's confusing. All right. So you get the Ten Commandments, right? God gives the Ten Commandments. In Exodus 20, Moses goes up the mountain, right? Okay, so... Um, now... Oh, golden calf. All right, let's let's get that. Just hold on, hold on to that just a second. But you're exactly right. That comes here in just just a second. So now, how does anybody remember? Okay, what, what is number one? What does the mountain look like? The top of the mountain. Smoke and fire. Good, good. Flat. Um, so Moses goes up into the cloud with God, right? Okay. Does anybody remember how many days he's up there? Forty. All right, so Moses up the mountain, 40 days with God, okay? Doesn't he eat, drink, 40 days, right? Okay, so then, Ann, you said, what, what's going on down below? They took, uh, they made a golden calf. Okay, you got a golden calf, which... Um, by the way, this, this is something I'd like you all to see here. Um, go to, uh, if you have your Bibles, go to Exodus 32.5. This is the golden calf. Exodus 32. Old Testament. Old Testament. So Genesis, Exodus. Uh, Exodus 32. So this is the golden calf. Um, remember, uh, everybody gets... Uh, they're wondering what happened to Moses because he's been up on this mountain for 40 days. You start to probably wonder too. Don't, don't blend Israel too much. You'd be going, this guy just left us. He went up into the fire. He's, he's burned up. He's toast. Right? Okay? So don't let's not be too hard on Israel. They, they messed up. We know that, but... We've messed up too. Um, so uh, Aaron says, "Hey, okay, well, they, they're like, we need, we need a god. We need, we need gods." So Aaron says, "Hey, take off all your your earrings and all your necklaces and all your jewelry." And what he says is, he threw them all into the fire, and poof, out pops this this golden calf, right? Yeah, right. Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. But that's what's what he says. Okay. Uh, but look at look at five. Now when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. Lord. Now, in, in your Bible, it, how is that? Does that, that Lord look any different than normal? All caps. What does that mean? Yahweh. Did you get that? Sort of. Okay. Whoa, that's not going to hold down all So Aaron says, um, feast to the... So there's several, there's several words for gods, God or gods in Hebrew. You've got uh, Elohim, um, you have Adonai, and then you have um, the... Uh, the holy name of God that the Jews would not even pronounce. All right, I'm going to just do it. Y H W H. Okay, 
more, we, we think it's more, most likely pronounced Yahweh. Okay? Yahweh. All right? So Aaron says, tomorrow is a feast to Yahweh. He uses God's name. Um, let me give you, we'll come back to this in a little bit. Let me give you a, kind of a, a fun SAT word. This is, this is where, this is syncretism. I don't know if I spelled that right or not. Syncret. H between the C and the R. Uh, I just don't know if it's an I or, synch- I think it's syncretism. There you go. I think that's right. Which basically what that means is um, you're taking things about God and having an app more, well, it's, it's basically it's the Oprah Christianity. All right? It's saying, yes, there's a God, but whatever you want God to be, you can make him into. God is love. Is God love? Yes. But God is so much love, you can do whatever you want. Okay, we know that's not right. But that is syncretism. Okay? You're taking something that is true with God and applying it to many more gods. And that's what happens with Aaron and with the golden calf. See, they, they said this is going to be a feast to Yahweh. Okay? But they're going to do it in the way that they did in, in Egypt. Right. So he's used God's name in vain. There you go. See, it's it's this, you know, they're they're trying to. Oh yeah, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a feast to the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord, but they applied it to the golden calf. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll come back to that in a little bit. What what else happens? We've got the golden calf. What, then uh, Moses is on the mountain for forty days. By the way, what does God give him on the mountain? Okay, uh, good. Let's see. Um, let's let's come down here to the tablets. All right, we're gonna get to this in just one second. What did what did God show him on the mountain? That okay. Before right before that though. So what what were the what were the things that God was showing him that he wanted make, Moses to make sure he knew. What? Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Thank you. you right. Picks of Tabernacle. Great. Not picks of Tabernacle synchronism. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Moses has has the tablets. Okay. Now, who? Where did those tablets come from? God. God. Right. Yes. Correct. Who 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 made who made the actual? Who, how did he get the stones? By God. God gave him the stones. Who wrote on the stones? God. God. Great. Very very. Need to remember that. Okay. So, uh, who said God tells Moses uh, there's there's a there's a mess going on down under the mountain below the mountain right? Okay. So Moses goes down and what does he do with the tablets? He breaks them. B-R-E-A-K. I do not spell, okay? I'll just, that's something you'll have to know about me. I wasn't very good, even, and then I got doing other different languages, and it went all awful. Anyway, okay, so he, he Moses breaks the, the, um, the tablets, right? Then what happens? Brings them down to the mountain. Okay. Say again? He grinds them into powder. Okay. Uh, he, he grinds what into powder? Yeah. No, no, something else. Oh, the idol. There you go. Okay. Okay, so he finds, he finds everybody laughing and dancing and celebrating to the idol, so he grinds the idol, and, what he, and then what does he do with it? He puts it in water and makes them drink it. Okay. To water, and then drinks. 
right? Not him, the people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, the people drink. He, he has the people drink the water. So in essence, what he does is he, he has the people take into themselves the idol. Right? Very interesting. Okay. Then what? Oh, not he, he will. He does, but not just yet. Okay. Good. Keep, keep on going, Tim. He calls those who are faithful to God to him. Okay, and. Okay, who 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 responds? Do you remember? Levites. Levites. And they 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 kill how many? Oh, um, I still remember the Okay, they kill three thousand people. All right. Remember that. Then what? Then he goes back. Then he goes back. Right. He. Uh, what is? It, what happened? What does he have to do beforehand? Talk to God. He does talk to God, and God has him do what? Okay. What? Can you repeat? Did you say something, Karis? Make new tablets. Okay, so who? What? What does that mean? He 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 he, he took out a scroll and started writing. No. What did he do? Make stone tablets. Make he made the he made the stone tablets, but did he write on them? No. He didn't write on them. Okay, good. Did you get that? Yeah. All right. So then he goes back up the mountain, right? And and what happens while he's up on the mountain? Meets with God. Meets with God. Pleased with God. Oh, this this is another sermon we'll have to do sometime. It's really good. It's it's um, um God calls his own name. Um, see what what you what you have here. I don't have enough space. <laughs> what am I going to do about this? Um, no, I think there's a court board on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim, it's not clean. That's okay. All right. We'll have to come back. We'll have to flip it back in a minute. All right. So Wally's is up on the mountain. What number are we at? Ten. While he's up on the mountain, uh, um, what happens is God steps in to the scene. Okay? Moses, Moses says, Lord, would you, would, you, um, would you take these people, basically? Because God's upset. Of course God's upset. And Moses says, look, they're your people, Lord. And then God calls his own name. And he, he gives a basically a covenant promise that he's, he's, a, he's one who's full of loving kindness and mercy, um, forgiving sins, but visiting the sins of those who are not forgiven for um, generation after generation. Okay, you can look that up. All right, but what he does is when he does that, um, it should have, what should have happened, I'm getting off topic, but this is really good. What should have happened is Moses goes before God and says, this is what's happened. And God says, okay, I'm going to judge these people. And instead of ha- that happening, there is a mediator and then God steps into the picture himself and calls his own name. And instead of being, uh, having, being full of wrath and judgment, he says, I'm going to be full of loving kindness and mercy. Hmm. Comes himself. Um, God 
calls own name. He does it a couple times. The Lord, the Lord, faithful and true. All right. Okay. Then what happens? This is easy. Moses goes back down the mountain. And down. Oops. And then... Don't don't laugh too much. You, you, I, I'll have you come up here and do it. <laughs> Moses goes down the mountain, and then the, the temple, or t- tabernacle, rather, the tabernacle is constructed. How God showed Moses on the mountain. Constructed. Something like that. Okay, great. All right, now why are we going over all of this? Okay, so let me flip this back around. I, I will attempt to flip it back around. <laughs> I know. All right. Now, Acts chapter 2. There's a couple things I need to, to mention. But look at verse 37. Remember, Peter gives his sermon. Um, he finishes up, Therefore let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And so all the people, it says, Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent. Each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children. For all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. With many other words he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized, and that day were added about how many? 3,000. Is that a number we just saw? There, if you ever, for those of you all who are bookworms, if you're not a bookworm, don't worry about it. Um, there's a, a a really great book. It's called The Art of Biblical Narrative, and um, it's by a a non-believing Jew. So it's a, a Jewish guy who doesn't practice Judaism, doesn't believe really in God, but he writes this incredible book about the Old Testament and about how in his idea, the the authors of this wove together this incredible story that everything worked together. And you sit there, read it, and it's incredible. It's really, really, really well done. But you go, yeah, it's because there's a big A author who did it all. (laughs) Okay, so if if you're a bookworm and you want to read it, I, I think it'll open your eyes to some stuff. But how God takes everything and he puts it all together okay um so they those who received his word were baptized and that day were added about three thousand souls they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles teaching to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles and all those who who had believed together had all things in common They they began selling their property possessions were sharing them with all as anyone might might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. So uh, let me, uh, I missed a couple of notes here. Um, number one, or one of the things I missed, um, the, the tablets, right? Uh, the first one were they were all God made, right? The tablet themselves, 
The writing on the tablet was all from God. The second one was a combination, right? Moses made the tablet, but God wrote on it. And when, when Moses went down with the first tablets and broke them all, the, the whole idea is that there's no way that we can live up to all the commands of God. It's just not going to happen. The whole, the, whole, I, the whole point of giving all the laws was to show that we couldn't do them. We couldn't keep them. And that's, you know, Moses came down and broke them all, showing that we, we, we can't keep all the laws. But it took something that was man and God. In order for it to work. In order for it to keep on going. Right? Jesus, who was fully man and fully God. Right? It was that combination. You see how God works all of these things? Um, all right. So, God's on top of the mountain. We saw last week, God comes in Pentecost, right? In the fire. It's really the idea of God is, is taking uh, from the temple at the time, the tabernacle with Moses, but the temple where, where God was dwelling, right? At the temple. But he wanted... He doesn't, didn't want to be in a temple made with hands. He wanted to be in a, in a temple in us. He wanted, he wanted us to be stones rather than you know, stones that people made. Okay? Got it? So God's on the mountain. And then we talked about the Ten Commandments. Um, a lot of those things were not just the Ten Commandments. If you look uh, in Exodus 20 and and uh, the following chapters, it's how to live. This is what, these are the Ten Commandments, but then it is all these laws of, you know, what should you do if somebody steals, or how should, what should, should, should you do if you find your, your, um, uh, your neighbor's uh, ox? How do, you, how do you work out the Sabbath? What should you should do with um, the laws about, uh, about families and about uh, relationships and and uh, what you, if somebody steals, and, and how you should, what you should do with all these things, and it, you look at all those different laws, which were given when God comes down to Mount Sinai, and of course, what you have with Jesus, because it's bef- uh, before um, before Moses goes up, and and he is up there. You know, Jesus comes to show us the law that he is, the law of Christ, the law of love. Not under the Ten Commandments. We're under Christ's law, the law of love. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. It sums up all of it. And so now, if you you look, if you look in the New Testament, this law is done away with, but we're under the new covenant, the law of Christ. Right? And that's at Pentecost. That's what's starting to happen is Jesus has presented himself and he is, he's saying, okay, now I want you to follow me. And he's, he's giving a whole new temple complex, um, which is us. Um, Moses at the mountain, the golden calf. Um, so the the... What is it? Peter comes up and says, "You need to repent." What is it they were supposed to repent of? Their sins. Their sins. Good. What was it that he spoke of specifically in his sermon? Because in his sermon, he didn't say, guys, you were um, idolaters, and you were adulterers, and you were thieves, and you were this, that, and the other. Right? He didn't say that. There was, there was one overarching thing that he said, guys, you need to get this straight. Love? The rejection of Jesus. 
rejection of Jesus. Right? And who, who does Peter say that Jesus is? The Messiah. You, Jesus came as the Messiah, as the great king, as, as the, the God and man together. And he is the king, and he is now seated on the throne of David. He is the king. This is what you guys have wanted, is what Peter, but you all, not only did you miss it, you killed him. So it was they missed the king. And they killed him. You missed him and you killed him. So you need to repent. Um, you need to change that thinking and you need to accept Jesus as being the king. By the way, there are a lot of concepts of Jesus that we need to change our thinking on even today. There are some people that think of Jesus just as just as their savior. They it's okay for them to do whatever they want to. They can live life however they want to. They they can just ask him for whatever. He's uh, the big grandpa in the sky that I'm just all he has is is love and all he has is it, but they don't ever make him lord and king of their life. Right? Wrong concept of Jesus. Is he love? Absolutely. Is he is he good? Absolutely. Is is he is he somebody you can come to with all of your problems? Absolutely. But he also is the king who you need to obey. Right? And there's even a lot of theologies out there today that say that he's not the king yet. And those need to be be dealt with too. And if you've got so if we've got any of these theologies in, in, our, in our minds, we need to make sure that we are saying, okay, we're going to fix our minds so that we realize Jesus is the King. He didn't just come as Savior, and praise God He did. He is your Savior. But He came as the King of kings and the Lord of lords to, to reign and to rule. And we need to make sure in our hearts that we are, are acknowledging that and presenting that to the world. Very important. So Peter, repent, and then be baptized. Okay? What does... It's really interesting. Moses comes down, and the people have... Um, the people have had the, the idol, right? The syncretism. I, I, I told you today, it's full of syncretism. Right, that's something that I'm not going to get on that much, but we've, we've got to be a people and, and a, a church that um, rejects syncretism. Okay? There is one way to heaven. It is Jesus Christ. It's through his sacrifice. It's through his blood. You're not going to get to, you're not going to, get to heaven thinking that it, there's, there's a God and you can do whatever you want to to get there. That's right. There's one way. It's Jesus. It's not... It's not just love everybody, and if you just believe in love, you can get there. It's not, it's not, if you just are good enough, you can get there. There's one way, it's Jesus, and, and everything else has to fall by the side. Amen. Right? Everybody got that? Mm-hmm. Please, everybody get that. Um, if, you, if, you, if you need help with that, see me afterwards. We're going we're gonna, to we'll walk through the whole thing. But he gets, he gets down, he grinds up the idol... He sprinkles it on the water and has everybody ingest it. And it's been the problem ever since. The greatest idol that anyone faces in the world is themselves. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know I'm telling the truth. Yeah. Yes. The, you know, the biggest idol is us. Yeah. Because we want what we want and we want it now. And when it comes down to it, is, 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 is God the king or am I? And most people say, well, you know, let's have both, right? No, it doesn't work that way. You know, we have to give up our right to be right and let God be the king and be the king of our heart. And we've got to get that idol 
that was cut, that came in, right? When they drank it in, they, they get that idol out and recognize that Jesus is the king. And he's the God. And how you do that is through the water also. Ooh. Except it's washing all over. Baptized. It says you, you'll be baptized and you shall receive... And boy, how does this happen? Is That, that clock's got to be um, running fast. So, somebody makes it go faster on Sunday mornings. I don't know how that happens. Keep preaching, brother. Thank you. Um, so receive, give, be baptized and receive the gift of the, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The way it's worded there is that it's it's a combination thing. Okay, it's not it's not two separate entities. Though we've made it that way, and it can be that way, but it's. You'll be baptized and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because, again, right? You've got this, this idol that's in you that you need to get it out, but you need to get the Holy Spirit in. Right? Because you want the Holy Spirit inside you so that you can do these things up here. If you have the Holy Spirit in here instead of the idol in here, then the things that, uh, that, that God said, hey, these are the commandments that you're supposed to do, all of a sudden you can do them. Wow. Are you starting to see it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, where am I? Um... Let me let me just finish up. Here's let me, let me let me boil this down if I can quickly. There's a lot more to say, but that's okay. Um, what what Peter gives here is Christian initiation to a large extent. Okay, repent is number one. We have, to, we have to, like I said a few minutes ago, we have to make sure our minds are right in how we see Jesus. Okay. Um, I'll, I've had this wrong. I, the last couple of years, the Lord's kind of um, twisted my thinking on this. Um, I've, I've been told for many, many years, that repentance is uh, is not the sum of its parts in the in the word. The word in Greek is metanoia, which means change your mind. And and it, it actually is that it, you change your mind about something. And hopefully, what it does is actually change your heart too. But they had to change their mind about who Jesus was. And we need to do the same thing and make sure that we always have Jesus in the right place in our minds. That he is the king, and we need to respect him that way. And what he says goes. And that's a hard thing. Because we we still want to be on the throne ourselves. So we need to make sure that as Christians, as, as those who are followers of Christ, as those who have been fully initiated into his kingdom, that we have, have repented of our sins... Really, he says that, that Peter says that with baptism, baptism for the remission of your sins. But it starts with making sure that Jesus is the King and Lord and Savior of your life. That's number one. Amen. Then it says, "Be baptized for the remission of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Now, in in the early church, they were. They were exploded into the kingdom. And I believe that we have not done that very well today in the last, probably since close to the early church times. What, what they did a lot is they would, uh, and there, there are records that say this, uh, they, would, they would baptize um, in, in what they said living water, running water. 
and they would go down into the water and they would have them renounce all of the um, uh, all the works of the devil in their lives. They would they would um, make sure they had everything right as far as their their theology, their basic stuff, and then they would they would baptize them and let them receive the gift of the Spirit right there. So they uh, then when they came out of the water, they gave them new robes to put on. So it was they would they they took off their old robes when they went in. They put got new robes coming coming out, and they had dealt with all the junk and left it in the water. Isn't that a cool thought? Mm. You leave all the junk in the water and you come out a new person, filled with the Holy Spirit, which we'll we'll be talking more about. But a lot of times we we now think of that as two separate things. You get baptized. And then later in life, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't need to be that way. It's, it, it should be that we, we are exploding people into the kingdom. That they, they, they get ready, they change their minds, then we baptize them, they get filled with the Holy Spirit, they leave all the junk from their past life in the waters. And so when they get out of the water, they are a new person, not having to deal with any of that junk anymore. And that's the idea. And then it, says, it goes on, it says... And then there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Three thousand. Whereas that this day, the uh, 3,000 were killed, God starts out by adding those 3,000 in into his new tabernacle, his new temple that that he he wants us to be. That tabernacle, that temple, filled with His Holy Spirit, fully committed to Him, living that committed life, each and every one of us, and added to it says added to the church. I don't have enough time to preach this. Remember, do you know that there's two churches in in the Bible? Have I told you that before? Okay. Um, the, uh, the the second church is Jesus. What's the first one? What's the first one? When you look at it, the congregation in the wilderness is called the I can spell this in English. It's the ecclesia of God in the wilderness. The ecclesia is as uh, is the word that they use for church. There's two churches. That's why when Jesus says, "I will build my church," it's not just the church. I will build my church. It's over against this church. Different sermon. I'll keep going and going. So, so, look, God is making a new church. And he is adding people to that church. What do, what do I mean by adding? Look, you, he is taking people that are not part of a family and making them into family. He's making them into a, a, a unit, uh, like we talked about last week, where they're one heart and one mind, and that they can accomplish anything and it goes on it says that they uh, you know they they uh, sold their property they gave to the poor they they had everything in common they 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 loved each other they were underneath the the apostles um, so they were submitted to uh, you know valid like apostolic government um, and you know and that went both ways they were they were loved. They were taken care of. They were submitted, and everybody had everything in common. They they were a building where everyone was connected. It does, doesn't work to have a building when somebody's over here and another person's over here, and you try to have load bearing right here, and there's nothing there to bear the load. It doesn't work very well. But when you when you build them all, you know, on top one on top of each other, and they're all connected in like with glue then we'll stand strong. Right? 
Boy, I had too much information. I was trying to put about 40 hours worth into about 40 minutes. Keep <laughs> preaching. <laughs> so, this is, this is, let me just sum it up and try, try to get in a nice tight package. Number one, we need to make sure that we are fully initiated into the kingdom of God. If you've not repented, do that. If you need help with that, see me. Number two, let's get let's make sure we're all baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when when you get filled with the Spirit, and that's that's part of it where you are you are filled um, to the brim and you've got the spiritual gifts and that way you're acting with um, you know, as you should in the church. And he's filling you in order for you to be able to do the good things that he has called us to do. It's all by the Spirit. He didn't want the he didn't want the Spirit and His presence in a tabernacle or temple somewhere. He wants it in each one of us. Okay, baptism and filled with the Spirit. If you haven't done that, get it done. See me. We'll 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 dunk you, won't we, Shannon? We'll we'll, we'll baptize people. We'll dunk them, right? Exactly. It's a good thing. Praise God. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, let's get it done because we need everybody connected. And let's add it to the church. Okay? It does not mean you just got your name on a roll somewhere. It means that we are all connected. When one person hurts, we all hurt. Exactly. When one person rejoices, we all rejoice. When one person has a need, that God has provided in other people to meet that need. Right? Whether it's spiritual gifts or, or other ways, God will meet the need as we're all connected together. So as we, as we go on, we're going to talk about more how do we meet those needs and how do we um, have everyone know their gifts and be able to connect those all as a unit together so that they're all working together so that every need is met. Okay? If you don't know your gifts, start praying now. Lord, what are the gifts you've got for me? If you know some of your gifts and you um, you say, you know what, I, I think I'm going this direction, but I need some training in it. Start praying for it. Because you somebody can come along and you know I will help you. Or somebody else will say, look, you know what, you have that? Let me show you how to make it stronger. Let me grow you up in that. We all need we all need tutoring. Right? Right. Okay. Alright. Let me let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you that um Oh, Lord, I feel like I just sprayed everybody with a fire hose this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to absorb, um, and not just absorb, but Lord, let it do something in our lives. Lord, I ask that you would help us to be fully initiated into the kingdom of God. And see, Lord, give us a picture of how all your word works together, how you yourself have fitted it all together. You, you've made, you've done an amazing, amazing work, Lord, just to put your word together. Lord, I pray that you will um, help us to become that community of believers where we all are of one mind and one heart. I impart in the name of the Lord that that anointing for that, that koinonia fellowship in our church. Oh Lord, let that be, be released over every person. Lord, I, I pray a blessing over each person over every family represented. Lord, I continue to pray for healing and for protection.
for financial blessings, the, the, the blessings of the Most High God uh, for every good and perfect gift would fall upon every family represented in our church. And Lord, we thank you for this country that we, we celebrate um, this uh, weekend. Lord, we thank you um, for the sacrifices of those who have um, given it all so that we have a place that we can worship you freely. Lord, you, um, we oftentimes just see a lot of the faults in this country, but, you know, Lord, you have, you have made this a place that we can freely worship and we don't have to worry about uh, somebody banging down the door because we, are um, worshiping you, or because we have your word. Lord, we can carry it, carry your word. We can set it on our desks at work. We can carry it with us, and it's, it may feel uncomfortable, but you know, but it's, we can do it. So Lord, thank you for the sacrifice of so many people that have given us a place of freedom. And Lord, we um, we pray that, Lord, there's been a lot of uh, Christians who have sacrificed for your kingdom so that we can have your word, so that we can stand on their shoulders. Lord, let us be worthy to stand on their shoulders. Lord, I pray that you will fill us to overflowing and draw people from all over and put them in our paths. Every day, put them in our paths, Lord. That we can meet every need that they have because we're so full of you. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.